Hello, and thank you for joining our welcome. Our, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, Lord. Someone had oh, brain my God. Fog. oh, my God. Thank you for joining our Making It Last Forever Christian Marriage and Relationship Podcast. I'm not even going to edit that either, Yvonne. I'm keeping that right up in there. <laughs> yeah. Because y'all need to see how our everyday life flow. You need to see this. You need to hear yes. this. Yes, yes. You need to hear this. Yes. You need to hear that we are ordinary people. I can't wait till we bring those, the YouTube videos to y'all. It's going to be so exciting when we do that. Oh my God. I'm going to now those, I don't know. I'll be like, cut, cut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. And I totally wasn't ready. So audience, I do apologize. I was reading something. I'm like, oh, we're live. Okay. Um, oh, but yes, Lord. thank you for After joining us said- for another episode. <laughs> of our Making It Last Forever Christian Marriage and Relationship Podcast. I'm saying it. I'm your host with the most, Christ Led Diva. And I'm Yvonne. And we're happy that you guys are here with us. Yvonne, were you going to say something before I just cut you off? Nope, absolutely not. I ain't got nothing to say at all. Awesome. Awesome. So you guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into our part two of our Being the Submissive Breadwinner now. If you want to have a full understanding of what we talked about prior to part two, you need to go and listen to part one. For those that are joining us for for part two that have already listened to part one, really quickly, we are going to break down the different marital struggles that um, being a breadwinner has on uh, on the marriage. Uh, Some stats that we went over on our last episode, Yvonne, were... um, uh, you know, I'm just going to share again, approximately 40% of wives make more money than their husbands. In one of three of these cases, the woman's earnings is more than the man because the man is not earning, earning anything at all. And if Yvonne, we talked about making that. Anything at all? I think you need to go back and listen to part one because uh, yeah. Yvonne had some good stuff to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's an issue, okay? Well, for me, like I said, hey, Different spaces for different places and people. But for me, no, that ain't it. Well, you know, as we've always said, Yvonne, this is a Christian podcast. So if you're not a Christian, we definitely invite you to listen to this podcast, learn what the word of God says about marriage, things of that nature. Uh, But with that being said, uh, the Bible speaks to a man working, a husband being a provider. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't say that the husband has to eat. Exactly. It doesn't say that the man has to be the one making the most money. It says the man has to be a provider. So, you know, we're just going to leave that where it lay. The Bible is the truth for a Christian from Genesis to Revelation. So what Yvonne has to say, as well as I, I concur with it on part one, as far as a man having to work, that that's biblically, biblically sound, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. Another stat we were looking at um, is uh, looking at marriages in both in which both the wife and the husband work, approximately 30% of wives earn more money than their husbands. So again, just taking into account that even with the, well, even with the husband working, 30% of wives are still earning more money than their husband. And then the final stat that we shared in part one is that the percentage of women breadwinners has been steadily rising over the past 30 years. In 1987, only 18% of wives earned more money than their husbands in situations in which both were working. So think about that. If we're now at 30% of wives are earning more money than their husbands, whereas in 87, what was that, 20, no, 36 years ago almost, um, only 18% of wives were making more money than their husband. I think that's a pretty big jump. And then we went into, you know, the different uh, societal shifts that are causing uh, this pendulum to swing. Um, and and as I said before at the top of the uh, podcast, Yvonne, that um, the causing this pendulum to swing um, has also it's starting to, in some situations, create um, marital strifes um, with the woman being the breadwinner. So today I want us to talk about Yvonne, you know, the divorce adultery aspect of it. So we talked about in part one, the one thing that, uh, that is a, is a startling, um, revelation, um, in, in the woman being the breadwinner is that it increases the chance of a man, uh, committing adultery, uh, and, um, the marriage pretty much failing. 
So just looking at some new stats, um, the U University of Chicago conducted a, a research of 4,000 couples and found that once wives started earning more money than their husband, the divorce race, the divorce race increased. I can't talk today, Yvonne. Maybe I should let yeah. you. <laughs> the divorce <laughs> rates. Yes, they increase. Um, yeah. And then it and says, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, I know you, you said that. Um, to me, I, I, I'm really not shocked by this. Um, because if you think about the male's ego, the stereotypical ego of a man of what's put out there or whatever, um, any way, shape or form where they feel like they're less, that they're being treated less than, or um, and as we said in part one, if they're a man that feels like money defines them in their position, um, they're going to go somewhere that fills that void that makes them feel, and like I said, I always hate that term, like a man, you know what I mean? Um, because I, I don't think, you know, it, being a man is a feeling. I think being a, a man is, you know, the confidence of what you have in yourself, you know, to you're not going, uh, uh, like the Bible says, you're not being tossed to and fro and your emotions are getting you mm. um, all over the place, that you're confident and you're, you stand firm in your beliefs and your morals and your values. To me, that that's a man who holds himself to God's standards and not his own. To me, that's a man. And like you said before, God didn't say that the man has to make more. He said, be a provider. Now that yes. could be as a fact as uh, just, you know, being taking care of her emotional needs, her spiritual needs. If she's down, you pray for her. You know what I mean? Acts of kindness. I love the uh, book, The Five Love Languages. If you know if your wife's love language is an act of service when she comes home, if she is the one that gets home later, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having the kitchen cleaned and things like that. So when she comes home, she feels like she doesn't have to put on then a second hat to where mm. now she has to shift to now housekeeper. Because I tell them in it, in this house, I'm not the maid. The broom works for everybody. <laughs> like that uh, everybody. video I shared on social media with you, where it's like, oh, uh, yeah. there's no nothing wrong women with being submissive to your husband. We shared it on our uh, Making the Last yeah. Forever uh, Facebook page. You guys need to go and check it out. She took yeah. his shoes off, took his coat off and stuff. Mm -hmm. And first, when I watched the video, Yvonne, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm not going to be doing Girl, this when my husband walks through the door. Me. I'm like, what? And yeah. then all of a sudden, she push that broom and that uh, that rag in his hand, <laughs> like, all right, get the cleaning. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I loved it so much. Yeah, so I think that's where I don't find it shocking at all when it comes to, you know, adultery, when it comes to a man, um, if his wife is making an insecure man, how about that, to where is when his wife is making more money, then he has to go and get that beat on his chest, feeling I'm a man, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And get it from somewhere else. It's not shocking. It, and, not you know, Yvonne, before we jumped on this episode, you know, I was looking through the video clips of that, uh, the family that praised movie. And I was looking for that clip where uh, Andrea was um, the, char the character uh, in the movie. Andrea was, you know, kind of speaking and belittling her husband mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, she made more money than him. So when I look at this stats and it's talking about, you know, the, um, you know, surveying 4,000 couples found that, you know, once the wives started earning more money than their husbands, that the divorce rates increased to your point, you know, the men, feeling like they need to go out and have an affair to prove their mm -hmm. masculinity. That mm -hmm. definitely is part of it based on the stats we talked about in part one. But then also mm -hmm. women, we get a little big headed, you know what I mean? When we make a little extra change and we, you know, we feel like that now we're wearing the pants in the relationship. Now we're mm -hmm. leading the house. Now we're the mm -hmm. ones, you know what I'm saying? Calling the shots because we are the breadwinner. And again, as I stated, you know, just previously, uh, the Bible is clear on God's order as far as the home mm -hmm. goes and his, the God, the, the order that God has orchestrated for the family isn't contingent audience on who's making the most money. No. Uh, God is very clear on his order for the family. And the order for the family is Christ, man, wife, children. Mm -hmm. That is the order for the family order, you know, as far as family goes. So 
that's something and, else that we have to think about, ladies, is that, yes. you know, have we gotten that uh, superiority uh, mentality? Have we developed that su- superiority mentality where mm-hmm. now we're making our husbands feel as though they're no longer men because they're not making as much money as we are? And then uh, also, too, uh, uh, the women who make the... Uh, uh, God, now you didn't pass that on to me. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Like, wait a minute. Why do I have brain fog right now? The the women who do make um, more money than the men, right? As, you know, finances go or whatever. Um, do you think that is projected trauma from somewhere else? So let's say he let's let let's put a scenario out here. Let's hmm. say you know the man was working and but he wasn't the like abusive type or whatever, and he was taking care of everything at home. Then, but for whatever reason, she went into a different position. Her status changed. She started making more money. So now this control thing popped up in her. Could that be? And I'm not a psychologist or anything like that or a counselor, but could that stem from some type of projected trauma to where is she never felt like she had control over her life so now that she does it 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 comes off in in a manner of disrespect but she doesn't know how to maintain that because she was never taught control like you know what I mean so I'm I'm just putting that no no I I actually I think you're on to something there Yvonne because when I think about that um for whatever reason, Beyonce and Destiny's Child just popped in my head. <laughs> that song, uh, Independent, uh, is it called Independent Woman? or the Independent uh, Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song, the, it popped in my head as you were just talking about that. And a lot of us women, you know, to your point, we, we're talking about trauma and that trauma mm-hmm. almost forming this masculinity mentality where it's like now that we got a little bit of, you know, change or whatever, now we can act like these boss chicks, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and we can act like we're in control. I think mm-hmm. a lot of that does come from trauma for either one, you know, having to have to be the one to submit for so long, you know, the, having to mm-hmm. be that that passive one, either in the relationship where the man is in full dominant control and you feeling like you're not having a voice. And now all of a sudden mm-hmm. you get a little money and now you feel like you have a voice, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. uh, that's, I believe, where that that pride can kind of mm-hmm. kick in a little bit that leads mm-hmm. to that um that wanting to control thing uh but then also uh women that grow up in um i feel like in poverty situation in poverty yeah just like that um that movie a family that prays you know if we think Y'all, about she the loves background this movie. Of that. that's why she referenced yes this movie. i just want to put I that do. in there she loves this movie also she likes y'all to need to watch it movie. seriously <laughs> y'all need to watch it because truthfully her the character uh andrea her world came crashing down at the end where she thought that it was a time where she had it all going on it all came crashing Mm -hmm. down but when we look at the root of it and again ivana like i said you know we're not psychologists but you know if you study childhood trauma uh Mm -hmm. psychology and childhood trauma the, the 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 statistics it will tell you what we're saying is true when you have a root of um poverty growing up and then and you feel like that you don't have a lot of options because of mm-hmm. your impoverished living and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you do get to a point where you're starting to make some money and now you have more options mm-hmm. you then do begin to develop almost that controlling and sometimes overbearing mentality mm-hmm. where you feel like that you don't have to submit because again you you've overcome so much mm-hmm. you've overcome so much so Ooh, that's absolutely good. so absolutely. i've overcome why do i have to submit you know what i mean like i've overcome this god's put me here why do i have to submit you know i i can hear so many women and you can see it in today's culture like you don't even have to it's not that far removed where you can really see it i mean if you're really scrolling social media um especially these freaking 
Then I said, do you suggested posts that they like put in your feed? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, most of my stuff is Christianity stuff. Why is this stuff popping up in my feed or whatever? Mm -hmm. But anywho, you see this stuff and you see the, what the culture is pushing about, you know, with these women and we're, we're bosses and stuff like that. Like, and that is not a negative, right? We can have our own, we have our own cars. You know what I mean? My sister, she has a nice, pretty car, whatever she, she carries her own, but she knows where the Godhead is. She knows, you know, what the order is for her home. She doesn't set a foot over her husband, not because he's like this macho, toxic masculinity man. She just knows that there's an order. There's an order. Me, God has an order. God has an order. I got to share this testimony because it wouldn't be right for us not to be authentic, right? And real. Mm -hmm. And this is a real podcast, right? So we got to be real. Mm -hmm. um, let me tell you how God audience had to humble me right before I got married. So right before I got married, um, I was one of those women we are discussing. I, mm -hmm. you know, I had my own money, I, you know, Yvonne, you know how we were raised, you know, things were hard growing mm -hmm. up. And so what, like we just talked about when you are able to, you know, pull yourself out of that, you know what yeah. I mean? You develop this mentality of I'm this boss chick. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was with my husband, we were engaged, you know, we we're together a long time before we got mm -hmm. married. You need to go back to the first episode if you want to hear the background <laughs> on our marriages. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> we talked about in. it. Yeah, but yeah, that's the plug right there. But, you know, we were engaged for a while um, and then we were getting ready to get married. And, you know, we went through the premarital classes and things of that nature. But Yvonne, if I'm honest, even though we went through the premarital classes, they still didn't touch on some issues that I had mm -hmm. getting ready to go into this marriage. And mm -hmm. the issues that I had audience is that dominance uh, mentality thinking at the time I was making more money than my husband. And I'm thinking like, you know, this is my money. I was like Andrea in that movie. This is my money and I can do what I want to do with my money. And you can't tell me what to do. And I make mm -hmm. my own money and da, 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 da. Um, and right before I got married, I lost my job. I got laid off and it was so funny because at that moment, the Lord spoke to me, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I was saved. Let me just throw that out there. I wasn't mm -hmm. not saved at the time. I was mm -hmm. saved mm -hmm. and had this mentality. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me when it happened and said, I'm teaching you how to submit. Mm. He said, I'm teaching you how to depend on your husband. And mm. a lot of women think that's a bad thing to have to mm -hmm. depend on your husband and I'm not talking about depend on um a little Jay that just got out the joint and he got five different baby mamas and you know whatever it is what you know I'm not talking yeah. about that right. I'm talking about you getting ready to depend on your husband you know what I mean because mm -hmm. this man was getting ready to become my husband but the Lord had to humble me first and foremost and then he had to tell me that if you're going to go into this marriage you're going to have to learn how to submit because a wife submits to her husband and I'm so glad that the Lord at that moment did that because I had to rely on my husband financially mm -hmm. until I got on my feet. But then I mm -hmm. also had to learn how to be a wife before I got into that marriage, before, yeah. before I got into the marriage that I'm in today. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's a real thing. I share that testimony to say it's a real thing that women, mm -hmm. we need to, when, when, we, when we have developed that, that mentality, we need to know mm -hmm. how to see it and we need to know how to check it. But mm -hmm. I want to move on to this other stat because I find this one very interesting, Yvonne. It says about 15, this one is actually kind of mind blowing. Like, I don't even know what they were thinking, but about 15% of men in the study by the American Psycholo uh, Psychological Review who were 100, okay, how am I reading this? About 15% of the men in the study by the American Psychological Review found those who were 100% financially dependent on their wives had affairs. 15% of men who were 100% dependent, financially dependent on their wives had affairs. It said that's three times higher than the 5% of high earning wives who strayed. The study showed. So, this stat, okay. I, I'm just wondering if he, this, so, okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. So wait, you're wait. telling me 
You're not bringing <laughs> nothing to the table. Nothing. You ain't even mad because you're making less. You're making zero dollars here. We're zero. Say zero dollars. And you got the audacity, the audacity to have time to go out and have affairs where you're not putting in resumes. I am so sorry. What kind of men are these? We need to have a, okay, we need to have a panel. We need to have a panel. One of these podcasts, we're going to have a panel. We're going to have different kind of men up here because I need to know how the men's just just the mind frame of a man works because <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how this, this these fifteen percent of men who bring zero dollars to a relationship to their not to their wives to their homes to their family and then have the audacity to say I'm not being fulfilled. I'm gonna go and dot 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 dot. You're you're contributing nothing. Why are you angry? Why are you such an insecure spot? Because to me, adultery and infidelity to me is it's a, it's an insecurity thing. It, to me, I will say it's an insecurity thing because you have a choice. You can either cheat on your wife, leave, or fix it. That's so those out of those three things, that's what you choose to do. You didn't chose to fix it. You didn't choose to leave. You chose to cheat. So it's an insecurity for me. So what is it that this these 15% of men considers it okay that you're not contributing to the household at all, but you're gonna go and get you a, a tenderoni on the side to make you feel fulfilled. Like I don't understand. That's the I'm thing. Sorry, so, I, no, no, that is so <laughs> funny because I'm looking at now the scripture, uh Proverbs 632 that you had found before we jumped on. And it says, But a man who commits adultery has no sense. <laughs> Whoever does so destroys himself. So that's the, the the seriously, sissy. The scripture I think about when I look at this statistic because it's like they don't have not a lick of sense because you don't have like you said, sissy. You don't. It's not that you make less. You make zero. You make zero if dollars. she were to kick your butt out on the street, right? Where are you gonna go? Yeah. You gonna stay with the tenderoni until the tenderoni is tired of you, mm-hmm. and then where are you gonna go? Yeah. You have nothing. Everything you have is your wives. <laughs> At that point, she probably does own you because you don't own nothing. <laughs> you don't own anything. You don't have anything. You have nothing. So if there happens to be any men, you know, my husband's like, you better not get on their man bashing. I'm like, no, no. Look, we need a panel because I need to know why a certain type of man, and I say a certain type because it's yeah. 15% of y'all out there. Um, a certain type of man thinks like this, like, yeah, because like you I have said, nothing. You have nothing. Instead of you filling out resumes, you over there with Renee. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't understand. It says one hundred percent financially dependent, which means That's you can't so even dumb. eat a bologna sandwich without yeah. your wife giving you dollars to do so. To go to the store. Um, Get it together. If you listen here, I don't know if there's any men. I know there's men listening to our podcast because it says unspecified for some genders. That's the men. Okay. So men that are sneaking on this podcast and listening, let me tell you something. If you were part of this 15%, you need to get your butt up tomorrow morning and go down and get yourself a job. There are a lot of opportunities out here. Ain't nobody going to clown you for, you know, doing whatever you got to do to provide for your family. But like my sissy said, you definitely can't be creeping with, you know, uh, Renee down the street and not working not no. okay and like i said there's together. always a there's always a choice I, and i get tired to the to the default is always adultery right mm-hmm. and it's like dude you have a choice you either can fix it or and, and i know this is a christian podcast but if you're going to cheat on your wife you might as well leave and, and that's it's the truth that, it's the truth like you can't say well i um what y'all i'm sorry but i was watching <laughs> I was watching a reality show back on the Saturday morning. I was watching a reality show one day and he was on there and he was talking about, I'm just trying to get my life together. You know, I got to mm-hmm. get my girl back. I broke up with my, oh, girl, no. my girl back. And so the chick asked him, was like, well, what did you do? He was like, I accidentally cheated on my girlfriend. How do you accidentally cheat on your girlfriend? I accidentally, 
it's like, but to know this character, he's he's hilarious when he said it because I call him a character because he's like full blown character. And if Brittany, if you're listening, you know exactly who I'm talking about because we talk about him all the time. <laughs> but just saying, Brittany, shout out exactly, to Brittany. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I accidentally cheated on my girlfriend. I'm like, how how do you accidentally? How does words like that even come out of your mouth? How do you default to that? Like that's the default. Like I accidentally, you, I accidentally, but think of how many men say that. Like, man, I didn't know she came on to me. And sorry, y'all, my voice, but that's how y'all be sounding stupid in my head. I like, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, Yvonne just Look, tore some si- man straight apart <laughs> into small pieces. That adultery. So y'all we sound are- stupid in my head. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> That <laughs> just settles that. <laughs> because me and my sisters both want to say thing like adultery for me is it's it, it doesn't because to me the covenant is broken. Like the Lord, when I think about when you yes. go and you present yourself before God, you and your husband, and you call yourself saved, you know when you're at the altar, you it's not just you and him up there, it's you, him, and God up there. And you That's guys right. are all making a promise to cover and not saying that you're not gonna have challenges in marriages. We've all been, me and my sissy, been with our mates for over 20-something years. Well, me over 20, her 20. Been with our mates, and we went through our challenges, and we fought hard, even though sometimes we're like, we weren't going to make it. But we Mm. fought hard to keep the marriages together because we knew at the end of the day, the covenant with God, I mean, they're not abusive men. They don't treat us like crap, you know what I mean? You know, we have our our growing pains, as I'll say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of us do. Yeah, our growing pains. But the covenant, when you read about in the word and people need to really get in the word to what the Bible says, what marriage is all about. I hear certain things like marriages, they traded women like cattle. You know, that's not what, you know, I don't respect marriage. It's a, it's a piece of paper. It's a contract. It's a business. No, like things, you know, when you put God in it, there's an there's a essence of love there. And I think that is what's missing from mm-hmm. these marriages and they do become businesses for some so yeah, yeah. and in in the covenant uh, a god-centered christ-centered mm-hmm. marriage as you said it's a covenant but there's also a covering there's a covering yes. over a the family when god is in the center of the marriage that you don't see in just people that are shacking up you know what mm-hmm. i mean or a marriage that like you just said yvonne there's no love there's no god there's no mm-hmm. you know it's just a it's a business and I, I hear that a lot lately yeah that part uh where it's like it's just a partnership no a partnership mm-hmm. is what i do from nine to five you know what i'm saying yeah. that's a partnership what i do at my, Ooh, at my job that mm-hmm. my 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 relationship with my husband yeah we got we rock on the same team absolutely mm-hmm. but yep. it's not a it's not a partnership you know mm-hmm. it's not just some um uh secular you know organizational yeah. you know type of situation mm-hmm. no this is mm-hmm. spiritual this yeah. is a spiritual Ooh. connection and you know it, you make me think about hebrews uh, chapter 13 verse 4 where it says uh, a marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure Yes. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Come on now, bring it, sis. And, and then it says, First Corinthians chapter six, verse eighteen. It says, "Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits, uh, all of the sins a person commits are outside the body. So mm-hmm. the stealing, the killing, uh, the coveting." All these mm-hmm. other sins that we commit, those are outside the body. But here it is. It says, but whoever sins sexually mm. sins against their own body. Mm. So, you know, when we're intimate with our, our husbands, um, wives and, and sneaky mm-hmm. husbands on here, when you're intimate with your wives, um, mm-hmm. there's something special happening mm-hmm. in that moment. It's yeah. not like it was before, you know what I mean? You were married mm-hmm. and saved and it was just mm-hmm. sex. There's something mm-hmm. spiritually happening. There's a spiritual, and that's how I feel about when I'm with my husband. It's sometimes, well, you know, <laughs> we don't need that there. <laughs> Sometimes you have to think it back. No, I'm kidding. Listen, listen, you make me hurting. We all come to like, Come to church am... just feeling dirty. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. We married. Okay, we good. We good. No, can't even look at you like that. 
each other in the eye the next morning. Like everybody knows, God, everybody knows. Okay. No, no we're moving on. But anyway, there's something. <laughs> you come in looking bashful. The pastor looking like, yeah, we already know what y'all did. <laughs> okay, audience, we get it back. We get it back together. But. Um, we're good. We have an episode talking about sex, okay? It's gonna be straight about sex because sex is good. Sex is an act of worship when it's with your mate, your husband, your wife. When it's with somebody else, it's sin. But when it's with your mate, <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing. So we're gonna move on, but I just want to share those scriptures because it speaks to that. It speaks to mm-hmm. you know the effects that adultery has on, on the body and on the marriage. And so um Moving on, because I know we got to pay attention to our time. So other research found that when the woman is the breadwinner, it affects their fidelity. Research by Cornell University found a man is more likely to cheat on his woman if he's more financially dependent on her. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Men who are completely dependent on their wives or girlfriends or five. We already talked about that. Yeah. Women who are women who make more money than their husbands should watch out. I thought this was interesting. Um, it says their husbands are more likely to cheat. And they are more likely to face divorce. According to the University of, of a Chicago study and marriages of female breadwinners, and this is actually really sad and startling, are 50% more likely to end in divorce. So, okay. Wow. Wait, hold so, hold on. So, they're going to cheat if they don't make no money. Zero dollars. They're going to mm-hmm. cheat if they make less than money. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to, uh, file for divorce, 50% of them, if the female is the breadwinner. It's like, okay. Well, it doesn't this- say, hold on, it doesn't say that the man's going to file for the file for the divorce. It just says that the marriages in itself will end in divorce 50% of the time. We so don't just it, assume that it's the man filing for divorce. The, <laughs> well, think the about stat, it. If the man the is cheating, is I'm sh- filing for divorce. I'm not going to be with you. You're laying down with fleas. All right, would you? Yeah, I, I would. You know what I mean? I, I would file for divorce. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. But it's just crazy to where is how it's built around money. So it also goes to the fact is who's this man? Who is this man before you marry him? Because mm, I'm looking at what question. we're. I'm, I'm looking at the stats from part one that we went over. Then we're looking at this right here that we're going over now with the divorce, divorce and adultery and, and, and the percentages there. And I'm looking at the divorce rate of this one and it all boils down to who is this man that these women are marrying? Not saying that they're bad men, but w- were you really tuned into these men? Like, I understand things change, right? I understand people grow and people change or whatever, for whatever reason. But there has to be something that is seen, a pattern here, because there's always an underlying issue somewhere. You've seen it. If it wasn't uh, about him being dominated with money, was it about his things? Was it about him not, you not cooking dinner? Was it about like where something has to line up here? Because to me, it's like these stats are screaming at me like red flag, red flag. Like, was something here that are we missing? Like their insecurities? What were they not? Um, do they value women? Because that's also a thing too. Do they value women? Do they mm. value that their wives, you know, can make more money and still be the same woman that she was, you know, in the beginning? Or the, the men who are, you know, for the women who are making more money and the husbands are cheating and, or falling for a divorce, has she always been that way? And now it just got worse because she's making more money. You know, Yvonne, that makes me think about our dating versus courting. Is there a difference episodes? Mm-hmm. Uh, audience, if you have not listened to those episodes, we're plugging again. I, we're plugging again <laughs> because so we talk about some real stuff on this podcast. Yeah, we have fun, but we talk about mm-hmm. some real issues and we talk about that being in you know, all those things you just mentioned, Yvonne. 
those being questions yeah. that women need to ask before they even think about transitioning from the state, the dating stage to the courting stage and then transitioning from the courting stage to the marriage stage. Yeah. There are so many real conversations that need to be had because Yvonne, you're 100% correct. There should have been red flags before you even got to this point. For the most yes. part, unless this dude is just like Jekyll and Hyde and he just turned into a totally different person after you guys got married, which can happen, right? That can happen. But like like we, you said, Yvonne. Yeah, but like we said, sometimes the representative only holds so long. So exactly. Did he peak somewhere? Like, did he peak somewhere? Like, did he show it somewhere? Right. I don't know. And you know, I think about, you know, everybody has their different opinions on how long, you know, one should date or mm-hmm. court or what have you until they get married. Some people, you know, will wait like we did for, you know, years, you know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. they get married, some will want to, you know, get married after only knowing a person a year. And I say, you marry according to how the Holy Spirit leads you. However, mm-hmm. I throw caution uh, in the air mm-hmm. for those that are thinking of marrying somebody after a year or even a couple years of dating. Because to your point, Yvonne, the representative will only hold for so long and they'll mm-hmm. hold. That representative yeah. will hold because yeah. especially if they see something in you ladies that mm-hmm. they like and they're trying mm-hmm. to snag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if they mm-hmm. know who they truly are, if they know that, you know, they're in between jobs is what they like to say. I'm in between jobs. No, you don't have a job. You don't <laughs> have a job. Yeah, and in, in between, between jobs, jobs is a couple months. You ain't worked in years. So. Yeah, you don't have no <laughs> entrepreneurship, none of that stuff going. You have nothing. You you're you're not doing anything. But they they try to hold on to that persona for as long as they can until they feel like they've got them. They've got us leave. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now I can be my true self. I don't have to work because she's going to work. And it's mm-hmm. sad though. I mean, this is sad because mm-hmm. we see it all the time. Yvonne. Like men, I'm wondering if this 15% is even higher because there are a lot of men that will not work. They will not do anything. And we see mm-hmm. women, like you said, day in and day out, breaking their backs, mm-hmm. going to work, working all these hours, mm-hmm. still having to come home. And we haven't even touched on that part yet. Mm-hmm. The, um, the uh, overcompensating in the household responsibilities. We Mm -hmm. haven't even touched on breaking that down yet, but then Mm -hmm. that's part of it too. So I'm making all the money. I'm coming home, doing all this housework. And here you are, uh, little Jay or whatever you want to call yourself. You haven't done anything. And and you're having an affair on top of that. Mm -hmm. So now that's affecting my self-esteem as a woman, because I'm like, I'm, it's still not enough. I'm working. I'm the only person working. I'm doing all this stuff at the home and I'm still not enough. But was she also insecure in the beginning, though? Because like mm-hmm. we said, did he ever have a job in the beginning? Like, if I met you and we're dating, are you taking my car when I'm at work? Are you sitting mm-hmm. up in my house watching, like you said, your soap operas while I've been at work before we even got married? But because you wanted the status of a wife, not knowing what that carries, because you want the status and he was willing to give it to you, yeah. you lowered your standard. And now you you basically married the person who you always had. You just chose to ignore it. But now that you're getting tired of it now, now it's a problem. See, that's what I'm saying, because there's no way that, like I said, it, it's just the, the red flags to me would have been there. I don't know. Yeah. And one thing that my, my bishop had said during a, a sermon one day, Yvonne, is that You know, women, we can't get so much so caught up in the emotional part of it. Mm -hmm. So the part that, you know, when he spends time with me, he, Mm -hmm. you know, the the loving is great. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we shouldn't even be doing that, you know, if we're not married, but we're not here to judge nobody. But I'm just throwing it out there. You're not, you Mm -hmm. know, that's supposed to be a gift. But, you know, the loving is right. Um, He washes my car. You know, all of these little um little we we have matching shoes things all these little and my bishop this is what my bishop said he said but when it's time to be an adult and deal Mm -hmm. with real life adult issues yeah is he still the one yeah so when it's time for that rent or that mortgage to be paid and you the only one forking up cash is he still Mm -hmm. the one as food prices continue to skyrocket and you're the only one bringing in 
food in the household for you, him, and probably some kids. Is he still the one? Mm-hmm. When it's time for, you know, if you do have kids, uh, kids grow, back to school clothes, things like that. If you have young kids mm-hmm. in a home and you're the only one shelling out that money, is he still the one? And I can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Is he still the one when it's time to deal with real life adult issues? And a lot of real life adult issues require finances. If my yeah. husband, you know, how do I want to say this? If the furnace downstairs breaks, I don't need my husband to give me good loving. I need my husband to have some money <laughs> so we can fix this freaking furnace. You feel what I'm saying? Sis? Yes. Like, no, life happens. Yeah, life happens. Life happens. Yep. And so life we don't happens. want to transition this to, you know, be, you know, asking, you know, did you consider these questions before you got married? But for the women that are listening, because I know some of our audience members are not married, we want you to take heed. Mm-hmm. Make sure that he can offer more than a wet back when it's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's to deal good. with real life issues. Yep, that's real. That is so real. Um, what else do wow. we have here? We have um, overcompensate, overcompensate in household responsibilities. We are actually we have five minutes before okay. we ha- we're in time, so I want to. Okay, I don't want to hit the jump in no to that. Okay, we just well, let me just hit the the first one. The first one. Okay. The first hit the one. First we have one. five hit minutes. Societal norms of traditional gender roles are starting to change, but it's still not equal. That that that's where we hitting at right now because what my sis just said not that long ago, like she's the the chick is the one. I'm sorry, I hope y'all don't mind if I call us chicks. I don't mind, but no, the, keep the, 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 Yes, the, this chick is is working. He's a lazy bum. That's what I call men who don't work. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what men who don't work. And like we said previously in part one, if he doesn't really have a serious mental or physical reason for him not working, he needs to contribute to the household. We are not talking about the ones who cannot, for whatever reason, uh, a real mental disability or physical disability to where they cannot work. We are not talking about that those group of men. We talking about oh uh old Marky Mark who wants to come in and you ain't seen him in two days and this is your husband and he's smelling like the streets but that's a different situation. Okay, okay so let's talk about this now too. <laughs> Hold on, because you just went there. Okay, I have to say this, ladies, the him having a felony is not an excuse for him not working for two reasons. One, nobody told Ooh. you to go to that prison and pick him up in the first place. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. There are times. <laughs> okay, let's let, let me oh stop right God. there. <laughs> let me let me just pause right there. Okay. So ladies, oh no, God. let's keep it real. This is the, this oh is starting God. to become a trend where women are going to these prisons and they're picking up these men. <laughs> and it's like, you know what, ladies, I'm not, okay. My sister just said it about the insecurity thing. You are beautiful. You are a God fearing, wonderful woman. God made you exactly the way that you were supposed to be flaws and all, just like all of us. Yeah. You do not need to go to no prison and find no man just because you feel like there's a shortage because they all in prison. No, stop. Don't do that. Because two things, he's in there for a reason. That's the first thing. <laughs> and second, <laughs> second thing, the second thing is you want somebody that that when they get out of there, it, it, some of them may not even ever get out. But if he is getting out, you want somebody that's going to get out and be able to get a job and help, you know, provide and take care of you. You don't need another. You don't need a grown man boy. You don't need nobody that you're going to have to take care of, you know what I mean, financially, because they can't get a job because they're quote unquote felony. And I'm using air quotes when I say that, because that's going to lead to my second point. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of men that I know personally, as well as I know, you know, Yvonne, Mm -hmm. that have gotten felonies on their record. Mm-hmm. And we know how hard it is to get a felony expunged. In some cases, mm-hmm. you can't get them expunged depending on what state you are in. So, uh, you know, life happens. People make mistakes. I'm not condemning anybody that, you know, has made a mistake in life and they're, they've gotten out. They've, you know, paid their um, debt to society and now they're trying to do something different. Right. And 
I do under I do know men, as I was stating, that have felonies and they are working. So mm-hmm. that is no longer an excuse. There are mm-hmm. so many opportunities out here, second chance opportunities yeah, or what have you, that, that will yeah. like deliberately look to hire felonies or excuse me, felons to give them a second chance, to give them another opportunity. Yes. So those ladies who are not like habitual ones you know what I mean? exactly yeah. that are actually getting out and saying you know what like i said they pay their debt to society yeah. they're trying to make a change and things like that they are they are given a, a good opportunities i know yeah. people that have felonies and they're making some pretty decent money so yeah. ladies do not let a man tell you that that's he can't get no job because he has a felony that is a lie from the pit of hell and Amen. regardless of what the situation is as long as like we were just saying you're trying to turn it around god will open up doors for you that no man can open and he will close doors for you yep. that no man can reopen so yep. don't let the, don't let no man tell you that that you know he can't work because he's got a felony i just want to say that Yvonne. yeah and stop picking no. up these men from these prisons if y'all know that he's gonna come out and be a deadbeat Yep. And talking about, I didn't know this before I married him. Of course you didn't know. He was in jail, girl. Like, All you had to do was go to Google and type in his name and figure out what Department of Correction facility he was in and see all everything you need to know. And those background checks are free, some of them. So, hello. Uh, yeah. And that's in our dating versus courting. When we say run yep. them background checks, yep. um, especially real in stuff. this day and age, run them background checks, lady. For real, for real. Um, real stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but, so we're going to touch on that. Societal norms of, tra- of traditional gender roles are starting to change, but it's not equal. We're going to jump into that uh, next week, you guys. So you guys got to come back for that one. We're not going to jump into that one tonight. Yeah, and it's hard not to because I, I it's, uh, you're right. I mean, even with the, the shift and the, you know, women making more money, mm-hmm. the, the household stuff is still got to get done. And Listen. that's where the... um. There's not much of a change. There's Listen, not much of a change in that and, area. Yep. And I'll tell you, sis, and I tell you all the time, I scream in this house, I am not the maid all the time. All the time. Because just because uh, it, it, it's sitting there, I ain't going to do it. Like, I, mm-hmm. And we'll get into that next week. We'll, we'll get into that next week because I think we have similar stories to where we mm-hmm. used to run ourselves ragged because we feel like that's what what we had to do because society has shown that the women is, can go out there now, uh, get the hog, cut the hog, cook the hog, serve the hog, clean up the hog, and shut down the kitchen when everything is done. And then, you know, the husband's been in the bed for already two hours already. So, um, with the massager yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, but if there's some hot grits on him, like you better get your butt up out this bed to help me with these kids. Yes, yes. For real. Also, too, though, we're not going to get into it, but sometimes we, as women, we created that. So we mm-hmm. are the ones that got to break Oh, stop, stop, yes. girl, because you finna start something. Yep, you are so right. And I you had are to break so my right. husband, Lord. I had to break my husband. And we'll get into that. Y'all want to hear that story? Y'all got to come back. You got to come back. And you know, Yvonne, with that next week, you guys, we're going to talk about that. But we're also, we're going to read the Proverbs 31. Because you hear that a lot as well. You're trying Mm -hmm. to be that Proverbs 31 woman. And I say that a lot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm I'm that Proverbs 31 woman. And essentially I am. But Mm -hmm. I feel like when we put that type of title on ourselves without Mm -hmm. understanding the depth of the scripture of what a yeah what a proverbs 31 woman truly is Mm -hmm. i think that's where a lot of that pressure comes from where we think we gotta provide financially take care of all the household affairs and so forth Mm -hmm. and so on so because we also have to realize you know that proverbs 30 woman even though uh uh what the scripture stands Mm -hmm. is true we also have to look at like we said the context back then where we are now as a society as an, as demanding as it was back then, you know, we have to look at it too. You know, we're doing 12 hour days. Was she in the field for 12 hours or was she in the field half the time to get what she needed for her family? You know, things like that. They never washed clothes. You know, they had washing dryers back then. So how, how many times did they wear things over and over again before things were washed? So we have to make sure we do bring in the context of the scripture and understanding the time where that was in, not to say that the Bible isn't relevant, but it still is 
we just have to make sure that we're applying the 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 realisticness mm-hmm. of the scripture to our everyday life as of now. Um, oh, because the word she was is a, true through and through. Yeah, she was a boss chick though. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no she was. She was. Yeah, she was, she was a boss, boss chick. But to your point, like yeah. the um the the magnitude in which she was doing what she was doing mm-hmm. we have to consider that because you're absolutely yeah. correct if yeah. she wasn't in the field 80 hours a week 60 hours a week mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's yep. different you know what i mean if mm-hmm. she only had to go to the field you know three four hours a day or you know or even three or four three hours a week, a week. Yeah. yeah yeah um that that makes yeah. a huge difference so that's yeah. a good that's a good point Yvonne to bring up well we are over our time by five minutes I'm gonna have Yvonne pray out since I prayed out last time Um, tomorrow you better ask me to pray out Bible study (laughs) (laughs) no Misha gonna pray out she's gonna pray out I'm not I'm not praying out I prayed out last time I know one time I prayed out so yeah I figured out one time she said one time I prayed out last time Oh, our sister Deb was funny. Maybe we'll make our sister Deb. <laughs> she got to teach. Don't make it long with it. That was funny that time. She wanted that taco so bad. Hi, Deb. Shout <laughs> out to Deb. <laughs> yeah, she wanted that taco. She said, time to go. I got to eat. Um, all right. I'll go ahead and I'll pray out. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this time for me and my sister to do the ministry uh, that you have put on our hearts to do. Lord, we pray that seeds have fallen. Um, and someone comes along with these women and, and, and water and, and the harvest will be reaping. So ripping, uh, yes, ripping. Yeah, you know what I mean. So <laughs> Heavenly Father, keep us until next week, until we come back and do again and, and break the bread um, of your word also too, because whatever we do, we want to make sure we put scripture on it because as we yes. stated, your word is true. It's relevant today as it was then. And we're going to keep it true to how you want us to do it. And yes. we ask that the Holy Spirit continue to give us the wisdom to say um, and, and just be real in our in our testimonies yes. and what we're putting out into the world. Because even though we have a good time doing ministry, that what we want to put across is, is, is knowledge and wisdom and to help people see and with you know, to be, have, be able to have the life and the marriages that you want for them. So Heavenly Father, as we go on in our in our night, we ask for those who are listening, you cover them so they are back again next week. Um, so until next time, Laura, ask that you cover me and my sister. Continue to lay your, your hands on her and her family and cover me and my husband, Lord, as we go into the next season of our life. Um, so I ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen, you guys. Well, you have a wonderful night. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Making It Last Forever Christian Marriage and Relationship Podcast. We all striving, y'all, to make it last forever. So yes, yes, we are. Let's just keep striving. We'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Bye.